0: welcome you're listening to audio from haddington elam church we hope that you're encouraged and challenged by this week's message
1: in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth.
2: Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the Virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son. And you shall call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. But Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you for that reason also the holy child will be called the son of God and behold even your relative Elizabeth herself has conceived a son in her old age and she who was called infertile is now in her sixth month for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the Lord's bond servant, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel
0: departed from her. And now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, Planned to send her away secretly. But when she had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus.
3: Now in the days of and now in these days, A decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria and all the people were on their way to register for the census each to his own city. Now Joseph also went up from Galilee from the city of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to to register with Mary, who was betrothed to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, And she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. And so the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people.
4: For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly army of angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels had departed from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying, To one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen him, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed about the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them.
5: Matthew 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For from you all will come come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship. After hearing the king they went on their way and behold the star which they had seen in the east went on ahead of them until it came to a stop over the place where the child was to be, po- to be found. When they saw the star they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy and after they came into the house they saw the child with his mother Mary and they fell down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh. And after being warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way.
0: Jesus was a master storyteller. And those of you that have come along in the past to our Christmas things, there's uh, different stories that I like to share at this time. And this one is is an older story from the 1920s in America. And But I want it, as, as I'm telling the story, to, as you're listening to it, to just speak to you. I know that for some, Christmas can be a difficult time of year. For many of us, especially if we're children or teenagers, it's such a glorious time. And I had uh, told, I was getting my hair cut and I was telling the story. When my brothers and I were about 12 years old or so, uh, I'm in the middle, so I had an older brother and a younger brother. We decided we're going to set the alarm at 12.01, which is Christmas Day, and get up and open our presents. And so we did. Woke up at 12.01, we went through all the presents and everything, played with the things as as children do, and went back to bed, and then woke up a few hours later with nothing left to open and nothing else to do. We were so disappointed, we only did that one year. We never did that again. And we just were kind uh, to just leave it be as it was when we would naturally wake up. But I know that for some, Christmas is a hard time. Even this Christmas might be a hard time. So I just wanna share this story with you. Uh, For many of us, Christmas stands out, this Christmas stands out from all others, the one when the meaning of the day shone the clearest to me. Although I did not guess it in my own truest Christmas, it began on a rainy spring day in the bleakest year of my life, and some of us have had a tough year. Recently divorced, I was in my 20s, I had no job, and was on my way downtown to go to the unemployment office. I had no umbrella, for my old one had fallen apart. Those of you that have ever had something like that happen or it turn inside out, you know where this is coming from. And I could not afford to get another one. So I sat down on the streetcar, and there against the seat was a beautiful silk umbrella with a silver handle inlaid with gold and flecks of bright enamel. I had never seen anything so lovely. I examined the handle, and I saw a name engraved among the golden scrolls. The usual procedure would have been to turn the umbrella into the conductor. But on impulse, I decided to take it with me and find the owner myself. I got off the streetcar in a downpour, and thankfully, I opened the umbrella to protect myself. Then I searched the telephone book. Those of you that are younger may not know, but there used to be a book with numbers compiled that you could search. I searched the telephone book for the name on the umbrella and found it, and I called it, and and a lady answered. Yes, she said in surprise, that was my umbrella, which her parents, now deceased, had given to her for a birthday present. But, she added, it had been stolen from her locker at school. She was a teacher the year before. She was so excited that I forgot that I was looking for a job, which is why I went into the city and I went directly to her small house. She took the umbrella as her eyes filled with tears. The teacher wanted to give me a reward, but, Though $20 was all that I had in the world, her happiness in retrieving the special possession was such that to have accepted a gift would have spoiled something. So we talked for a while, and I must have given her my address, but I don't remember. The next six months were wretched. I was able to obtain only temporary employment here and there for a small salary, though this is what they called the roaring 20s but I put aside 25 or 50 cents when I could afford it for my little girl's Christmas presents. It took me six months to save $8. My last job ended the day before Christmas. My $30 rent, which how many of us would love to have $30 rent, but I'm sure in those days that was very expensive, but my $30 rent was soon due and I only had $15 left to my name, which Peggy and I would need for food. She was home from her convent boarding school and was excitedly looking forward to her gifts the next day which I had already purchased I had bought her a small tree and we were going to decorate it that night the stormy air was full of the sound of Christmas merriment as I walked from the streetcar to my small apartment bells rang and children shouted from the bitter dusk of the evening and windows were lighted and everyone was running and laughing but there would be no Christmas for me I knew no gifts, no remembrance whatsoever. As I struggled through the snowdrifts, I had just about reached the lowest point of my life. Unless a miracle happened, I would be homeless come January. I would be foodless and jobless. And I had prayed steadily for weeks and there had been no answer but this coldness and darkness, the harsh air and abandonment. God and man, had completely forgotten about me. I felt as old as death and as lonely. What was to become of us? I looked in my mailbox and there was only bills and a big pile of it at that with two white envelopes which I thought contained more bills. So I went up three dusty flights of stairs and I cried, shivering in my thin coat. But I made myself smile so I could greet my little daughter with a pretense of happiness. She opened the door for me and threw herself in my arms, screaming joyously and demanding that we decorate the tree immediately. Peggy had proudly set the kitchen table for the evening and had set out pots and pans and a few tins of food, which would be our dinner. For some reason, when I looked at those pans and tins, I felt brokenhearted. We would have only hamburgers for our Christmas dinner tomorrow and gelatin for pudding. I stood in the cold little kitchen and his misery overwhelmed me. For the first time in my life, I doubted the existence of God and his mercy and the coldness in my heart was colder than ice. The doorbell rang and Peggy ran hurriedly to answer it, claiming that maybe that's Santa Claus. But I heard a man talking heartily to her and I went to the door. He was a delivery man and his arms were full of parcels And he was laughing at my child's frenzied joy and her dancing. This is a mistake, I said, but he read the names on the parcels and they were for me. When he had gone, I could only bring the boxes, and and Peggy and I sat on the floor and opened them. A huge doll, three times the size of the one that I had bought for her was there. Gloves, sweets, a beautiful leather purse, absolutely incredible. I looked for the name of the sender. It was the teacher that I had brought the umbrella to and the address simply said California because she had moved away. Our dinner that night was the most delicious one that I had ever eaten. I could only pray, thank you, Father. I forgot that I had no money for the rent and only $15 in my purse and no job. My child and I ate and laughed together in happiness. Then we decorated the little tree and marveled at it. I put Peggy to bed and set her gifts up around the tree. And a sweet peace flooded me like a benediction. I had some hope again. I could even examine the stack of bills without cringing. And then I opened the two white envelopes. One contained a check for $30 for a company that I had worked with over the summer. And it just simply said, Christmas bonus, which was my January rent, and the other envelope was an offer of a permanent position within the government to begin only two days after Christmas. I sat with the letter in my hand and the check on the table before me, and I think that was the most joyful moment in my life up until then. Church bells were ringing. I hurriedly looked at my child who was sleeping blissfully, and I ran down the street, Everywhere people were walking to church to celebrate the birth of the Savior, people smiled at me, and I smiled back. The storm had stopped. The sky was pure and glittering with stars. The Lord is born, sang the bells of the crystal night, and the laughing broke the darkness. Someone began to sing, come all ye faithful, and I joined in and sang with strangers all about me. I am not alone at all, I thought. I was never alone at all. And that of course is the message of Christmas, that we are never alone, not even when the night is darkest, the wind is coldest, and the world seemingly most indifferent. For this is still the time that God chooses." Friends, like I said, this could be a difficult Christmas. But as I said at the beginning, that of all the names, Jesus was going to be called Jesus, the Messiah, Emmanuel. He didn't say, I'm king of the world. He didn't say, I'm the strongest, I'm the best. The name that he associated with himself was Emmanuel, God with us. And my encouragement to you today is to remember that you're not alone. And in those darkest nights, and many of you maybe have had a a rough Christmas, and even myself as, as a boy, we grew up relatively poor, and we've had some very thin Christmases, very skint, but God has always been faithful, and we've had those times where there wasn't going to be much at Christmas, and someone came and asked us to open the boot, and there was just a boot full of presents wrapped for me and my brother's. And we've had time and again, times like that happen over the years. Maybe some of you have stories like that. You're never alone, and I just want to encourage you that that God didn't just say it, he didn't just plan it. He put his love on the line and sent his son. He sent his son, he gave his only son. And it was his joy to give, God is a giver. And I know we may think, oh, God wants to take from us. He wants to take our fun and our joy. Actually, he's a giver, and he wants to give us the best. He still gives today for all who would receive. God gives joyfully. It's his good pleasure, it says in the scripture, it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. For he has given the greatest gift of all, his son Jesus. Not just Jesus, the Savior, Jesus, the Messiah. For unto us is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The gift is free, although the cost was very dear. It cost God his Son and Jesus his life. And he came to die so that we not perish. He came for us. As you reflect on Christmas this year, May you think about that precious baby born in the manger, which manger sounds like a fancy way of saying it was a food trough. It was where the animals, they would have put the straw and the things for the animals to eat. It wasn't fancy. It wasn't posh by any means. There was no room for him in the inn. My question is, when Jesus was was about to be born, and it says they went to the inn, and they said there was no room in the inn My question is, is there room for Jesus in your heart? Because we can be so busy. We can have these times where we're we're so focused and our mind can be so, so preoccupied. But is there room for Jesus in your heart? God has already given us the greatest gift of all. Will you receive it? Because think about it on a Christmas. If, if someone gives you a gift, and especially if they've put your name on it as you're looking at the package, I yet to this day have never had someone when I've given them a gift refuse it. I've never had that happen. People are all gracious and they're like, thank you. Jesus is that gift that God gave. Will you receive it? And it's that simple a matter of receiving this gift. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He says, and if anyone hears my voice and invites me in, I will come in and meet with them. Friends, we receive that gift of eternal life, the precious gift. He has given you the greatest gift of all. Let's pray. And I just want to lead you in a prayer. I encourage everyone to to just repeat after me, but it's, it's not magical words or anything like that, but it's just a structure. It's just a guide. But it's a simple, Father, forgive me. Just repeat after me, Father, forgive me. I renounce my sin. And I receive you, Jesus, the greatest gift of all, to come into my heart. Forgive my sins that have separated me from you. Receive me into your family and your kingdom for all eternity. Make me a new creation and like you, Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen.
2: Thank you for listening. Please tune in next week for another inspirational message. If you're in the East Lothian area, visit us online at haddingtonelanchurch.com for information about how you can join us for our weekly
3: Sunday services.